It's time to set aside the superficial. It's time to go deeper. It's time to engage in truth. Here's John Bornchain. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornchain. I'm a senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church right here in Colorado Springs. And I am so excited that you are tuning in. If you have been with us for the past few weeks, you know that we have been uh, into the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, verse by verse, expositionally going through the book of 1 Corinthians. Now, Every now and then, we have a special opportunity where we get to bring in a guest into the studio. Uh, Sometimes we have missionaries coming through, various authors and teachers, so we don't want to miss that opportunity. So today we are deviating to talk about Israel. Now, this is a program I have been so excited about because as we talk about Israel and we talk about what's happening there, it was a wonderful opportunity to bring in a very special guest who knows the land of Israel intimately, is passionate for Israel, it takes people on tours throughout the Holy Land, and is active in service there with churches and communities far and wide across the land to bring the gospel message to the people of Israel. Those in Palestine, those uh, the Palestinians there, the West Bank and Gaza and throughout the land of Israel. So what an opportunity to bring in Daniel Collins with Holy Land Missions to talk about the land of Israel. Daniel, welcome to Engage in Truth. Hey, thank you, John. I appreciate you um, having me back again. Absolutely. We are so excited to have you. Uh, We have already seen you active throughout the city of Colorado Springs. Throughout the state, you have been going far and wide, traveling across the country to bring this message that God is doing something in the land of Israel. Has been, I mean, clearly. Right. Uh, But even in these, what we feel like, the times are getting closer to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and and you're trying to put the spotlight back on that. Hey, guys, look over here. Something big is happening in the land of Israel. Before you take us down that path, and I'm so excited by the things you have to share. I know that you have been sharing with our church family already. They're excited. I saw some of the Facebook posts and Twitter updates, and people were ecstatic after you shared some of the things that you have to share with us here today. But I just want our listeners to know that we got involved with Holy Land Missions, we being Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church. Uh, a few years ago. In fact, it was just over four years ago. Uh, but yet, my relationship with Holy Land Missions goes back well before that because I had the privilege of getting to know Pastor Stephen Curry, who is really a voice, a, a, a face for this. I mean, we were working at Fox News together. He was doing some of the interviews, and it was wonderful to have him on some of those programs. Very passionate for the gospel, very yes. passionate for the people there. And we made the decision to take our very first trip to Israel four and a half years ago. And we had different guides set up, and the, and God closed that door. And we wanted to take that kind of backpacking adventure across the Holy Land to pray on location, blowing the shofar, getting to know the people, really getting entrenched into the culture, uh, not just taking the typical, I don't know, maybe the Disneyland tour version of Israel, but really getting to know the people. And, uh, and Stephen introduced me to you. And you took us on an adventure that we never forgot. I mean, it was it, it changed our entire understanding of the land of Israel. We put on new lenses that day, and I have never taught from scriptures the same way again. In fact, I am so passionate about Israel. I can't wait to go back again and again and again 
you have put together a trip for us in May. Yes. And so for those of you who are listening, we'll, we'll close the program with a little more detail about this, but we are going back to the land of Israel in May. The gentleman you are about to hear from will be leading that tour with us, Daniel Collins. And so I want you to hear now his heart. Daniel, you came in and and gave us just a brief update at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley uh, talking about some of the things that are happening in Israel right now, prophetically even. Perhaps these are the building blocks of prophecy being fulfilled. Talk to us a little about what's going on in Israel right now. Absolutely. Uh, with all, so much distraction going on in our country with, you know, elections coming up, and of course, you know, COVID-19 has affected all of us uh, around the world. Um, that means the Lord is still moving forward. And mm-hmm. still working behind the scenes, just like we read in the book of Esther. You never read the word Adonai or, or see the word God in the book of Esther, but yet we do see God in that story working in the back scenes. And that's what's happening in Jerusalem today. Three, three things have come up just within 2020. And, um, I believe it's something worth taking note and paying attention and to see how this unfolds. Because mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm going to share with you today and to the audience is I'm not going to mention any dates or numbers or years of when the return of Jesus. We have enough of that out there. I'm just sharing with you what's happening right now and what they are saying. So I always tell people, keep your eyes on the Lord, but keep your ears toward Jerusalem, what they're saying, what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. One of them is a very special opportunity Pastor Stephen Corey, he's our pastor in Jerusalem, and he had the opportunity to come and be a part of this very secluded, uh, private meeting. And how that came about was through a relationship through a sheikh in Jerusalem um, at the Alaska Mosque. Mm. Over the course of two years of a friendship, um, Pastor Stephen Corey was invited to this meeting. And this meeting was not just just for anybody. I mean, this was the head leaders of the Palestinian authorities the head leaders of the Israeli authorities who answered to Netanyahu and President Abbas of of, uh, the Palestinians. And so these top leaders had a major discussion, and this took place around Passover 2020. And this meeting took place on one particular topic, is where and when are we going to build a temple? Now, is they, they're, they're already past the discussion of should we build a temple? They're at the point now when and where. So they already have a location on the Temple Mount. They Both parties have agreed to this. And we have seen evidence of this idea of unity coming together with the Abraham Accord that just took place not very long ago. Mm. That's one example. That's only the beginning of what we're about to see unfold in the years ahead, very soon, other countries are coming together as of right now have not come out publicly yet, but are saying we want to see peace come out of Israel and we want to come together um, with this unity. And so this meeting, they are planning, they are hoping, this is what they're wanting to do, is within a year between pa- Passover of 2019 to Passover two thousand excuse me, Passover 2020 to Passover 2021, they are wanting to start breaking ground of building the temple. This is the exciting thing about this. We've Mm. been waiting for years. There's been a lot of discussions and topics and and, uh, possible ideas and theories, but now they are past the point of saying, okay, should we do this? It's now, okay, when 
should we do this? Let's move into phase one. Now, I'm not saying they're going to start building the temple in 2021. All I'm saying is what they have said, mm. they want to break ground and start the beginning process of getting the temple moving forward. I mean, they've already had the altar. In 2018, they dedicated the altar that they're going to use for their future sacrifices. And that was the last day of Hanukkah in 2018. So they have everything ready, John. They got the, the they already know who the high priest is. The Sanhedrin has been reinstated. Uh, they have the Sanhedrin. Um, they, they know, um, exactly how to move forward with this temple and and the sacrifices they have all the utensils everything all the equipment and all the furniture like the menorah and the and the altar of incense everything the showbread everything is prepared and ready to move forward so once they start breaking ground i believe and if it does happen between now and through 2021 of passover which is in spring around march and april we're expecting to see something happen so that that is i mean that is exciting. So all I tell people is, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but maybe let's just see how it unfolds. Right, right. And, and, and of course, just for those who are historians, maybe you're, maybe Daniel's piqued your interest right now, talking about the temple. These have been some of the signs we've been looking for for a long time because of Daniel chapter 9 all the way through Daniel 11, even into Matthew chapter 24. The Lord has talked about uh, this abomination of desolation, this, this uh, structure that would be built in man's attempt to build what Ezekiel foresaw, that he saw this beautiful, grandiose temple that ultimately would be the temple that Jesus Christ will place his throne in. From it will flow water to the Dead Sea and replenish it where fishermen will actually fish the Dead Sea and no longer be dead but alive. And all of this to come in in, in the beautiful reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. However, what we find is that there will be an attempt to rebuild this structure that will be one of the prophecies fulfilled in the latter days, in, in that final tribulation period before the coming of our Lord Jesus. So we're to, as you mentioned, we're to keep our ears open to this, listen to these things. They've been talking a long time, but what you have seen now and what you've heard right there on the front lines is that they are making some real progress they are. Uh, to, to making this actually occur. Yeah, they, they, are, they are past talk. They are ready to put this into action because they have a desire to bring in a one-world mentality religion. This temple that's going to be built eventually is not just for the Jews. It is, the, and this is coming from the from the mouth of the Sanhedrins. They're saying, "Look, we want to build a one world religion to where all nations can come together and serve and worship one God." Now, you and I know that's not that doesn't work right. because of all the diversities and and different beliefs of gods of I mean, look at look at Buddhism and Hinduism. I mean, uh, we could go on and on. Right. So, but that is their desire. That's the whole point. They are speaking this one world religion already, and they believe the temple is the instrument. That's going to bring this together. Now, there's two other things that just took place. One, they believe right now. They, now they've been watching this this um, red heifer now for about three or four months. She, she's mm-hmm. she's um, she's not of age for a sacrifice. Uh, the Bible says in Numbers 19, at least of of an age of between two to three years old, is where this red heifer will be um, ready for the sacrifice for the sins of Israel, of course, through the cleansing of the high priest and his, he goes through and through the, 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 um, mikvah and, and, and cleanses himself. And then he comes out and he prepares for the sacrifices. And so Mm. this red heifer is now 
possibly could be the 10th red heifer. Now, why I mentioned 10th? Because they believe there's been nine red heifers from the days of Moses up through the second temple or the first century temple, the temple that Jesus himself was at. So these nine heifers have been in the history of the Jewish records. A lot of Jewish leaders are talking, religious leaders, they believe whenever, and of course they've had red heifers come up over mm-hmm. the years and somehow was disqualified. This one, as of right now, no blemishes, no sickness, um, has not given birth to a calf, and has never been under a yoke. Those are the four main qualifications for a red heifer. And she is in Hebron right now. She is in Hebron, and they're watching over her. And I have videos I can send out, John. If people are interested, um, they can reach out to you or reach out to me. I can leave my email address, and I can send out these videos showing these and this is coming from the temple activists. This is not coming from my perspective or my view. This is coming, again, from what they are saying. She is right now qualified, and they're going to keep a close eye on her. She turns two next year. Wow. So as early as next year, she could be ready if they want to move forward with this, and then they're going to start breaking ground and start preparing. Now, they do not need a temple to, to offer the sacrifice of a red heifer, but they do have the altar. From two mm. years ago, that altar is hidden and it's it's in a secured place and it's prepared for the future. So even as early as next year, we may see something happen with this red heifer. A third thing I want to share, and again, this has happened numerous times over the years where people think, ah, oh, they're talking to a Messiah, the Messiah. And a lot of people may not understand from the Jewish perspective, um, they believe a potential Messiah can show himself from each gener- generation. And there's been attempts in the past, and we know there's a very strict, again, quali- qualification list that the Jews look for. Um, we, on the other end, as the evangelical believers, the born-again followers of Jesus, Yeshua, we know who that individual is. According to Second Thessalonians 2, and you mentioned Daniel and Revelation, this is the son of the lawless one. This is the one that works under the hand of Satan. This is the Antichrist. But on the Jewish perspective, they don't accept that. They don't, uh, they don't read the New Testament. They don't accept that. So they're looking at from a different perspective of one who will come in, set up the, the, the um, unity of, of Israel coming together under the Torah teachings to, to reunite Israel as one through Judaism and um, to, to usher in the temple. Now, mm. Going back to the red heifer, it's, it's all being connected. I mean, it's just very fascinating how these three things are happening right now, and they believe this is what's going to move forward. The only one who's qualified, and this is, now again, this is from the Jewish perspective, for the 10th red heifer, if, if this is the one that, if she is it for next year, will usher in the presence of the Messiah, because then he will give the sacrifice and those ashes will be used for the high priest and then of course for the sins of Israel to unify under this temple, this this unity. So everything is coming together in such a unique way. And there's um, the the number two Jewish rabbi right now in Jerusalem, his name is Rabbi Chaim uh, Kavinsky, I think is how you say it, Kavinsky. Rabbi Kavinsky, he is a very well well-respected. He's not just some man who's just kind of gone off the rocker and just lost. No, he's a very sharp, sharp um, rabbi, and he's well-respected. He has said, he came up with an article in 2020, 
of August, Jerusalem Post came out with this article and said he has already been in discussions, private discussions with the Messiah, who they believe for this generation, this man that he's been talking to, and other Jewish rabbis too, it's not just him, other rabbis who keep an eye out for a potential Messiah uh, for this generation, they believe they've already been having in discussions with this, and they believe he could be the one to usher in everything I just shared. Wow. So, I mean, truly, there there's a, a great deal of momentum towards rebuilding this temple, which is yes. a key indicator. We know that the Antichrist will break this peace treaty that after this temple has been agreed to, started construction of, and about three, three and a half years in, he will break that treaty and then go in and declare himself to be God. That's he will right. desecrate this temple. That has been one of the signs we've looked for. Let me just, uh, in our brief time, let me give those who are listening right now a little history just so we can put it all back into proper perspective. There are three temples that will be commissioned by God. This will be man's attempt to build that third temple. The first we know was constructed around 960 BC. It stood for 374 years. It only took seven years to build it, according to 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 38. We find it a little bit of irony to it that the fact that Solomon would spend 13 years on his own house and right. only seven years on the house of God. However, it didn't diminish it at all. It was quite the, the construction. It was well re- revered around the world. People came, traveled there to see this temple where, where that Solomon had constructed. And then we see the second temple. Of course, this one was was destroyed. The temple was constructed here, the first one, between 966 and 957. It was later destroyed by the Babylonians around 586-585 BC. Israel goes into captivity for 70 years. As they come out, we see with Zerubbabel, and we see the temple being reconstructed around 535 BC, the second temple. You see Ezra praying, and they're 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 calling the people to rebuild. They get a little lackadaisical. They, they forget what they were supposed to be doing of rebuilding that second temple, and it takes 20 years, not finished around 515, and then Herod will undergo a massive project, some 46 years of construction around John chapter 2, verse 20. It will then go all the way up to 63 AD of all the added aspects that they build to that second temple in which the Ark of the Covenant never was in it. It was always that Jesus Christ would be God in flesh to come into that temple and he would be, the Messiah would enter into that temple. It would only stand in its finished state for seven years, 63 AD, Jerusalem and the temple were completely destroyed seven years later at 70 AD. And so this is by the Romans, as we know. And so when we go to Israel, people will see all of that. They've been looking now eagerly from Ezekiel's prophecy to rebuild this temple. And so we look for this as a huge indicator Right. Of, of of what the prophecies have told us of this Antichrist and the, the final years in which the Lord Jesus then would come afterwards and reign for a thousand years. So all of this is quite um, awesome. Yes. And so I, my hope in this is that what people would do then is as they hear you, you've piqued their interest. You're going, hey, I've been a little apathetic to this. I've been a little uh, you know, tone deaf or not, just not paying attention at all because I've been so focused on COVID-19 focus on what's happening here in the United States, and we've, we've got an election forthcoming and a lot of noise that we have turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to what is actually going on in Israel while we're tending to our own problems, right. that we're not even attentive. So look what God is doing in his local church. Look what he's doing around the world. The persecution has increased 6% this year alone. 
We've already doubled the number of churches that have been attacked Mm. this year from last year. The persecution has increased. There seems to be silence or so perceived in Israel, but you're telling us it's not. Things are moving. Things are getting closer to the return of our Lord Jesus. That's right. Amen. Uh, I mean, you cannot stop prophecy. That's right. Um, and and d- d- regardless of what's going on around the world, the Lord is still working. His hands, his fingers are moving forward through prophecy, and we're just seeing things. So again, I'm not saying they're going to break ground um, by next year. That's what they're saying. I- I'm just saying, look, let's see what happens. Let's just let's watch this unfold. These next several months, these next six months, as it begins to unfold, you know, 2021, this red heifer, this potential uh, Messiah that they believe they are are engaging with and discussing, let's just see what happens. That's mm-hmm. the exciting thing. But in the meantime, in the meantime, let's still go to Israel. Let's go and still dive in and see how the Lord is is um, you know speaking to us through His Word, our heritage, our our our, our Judeo Christian heritage started in the city of Jerusalem and it spread through all the world. Why you and I are having this discussion right now, John, about a, a Messiah, a Jewish Messiah Savior named Jesus Christ, it's because of what took place in Jerusalem and it went through all the world. And so I just want to invite your audience. I want to invite, I invite anybody and everybody. I've, I've had the privilege to talk to, to non-believers. I said, come to Israel, come see. I'll show you through scripture how these prophecies, what was concealed in the old was revealed in the new through the person of Jesus Christ, and, and just come and just see this land. It's very beautiful. There's so much to to dive in, and we just go from chapter to chapter and breaking down God's Word and just seeing it come alive, putting putting color into Scripture. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. And, and you offer a number of options. I know when you took us to Israel the first time, you've got missions that are done throughout the land, uh, there in the West Bank, throughout yes. Jerusalem, people can come and really get into more mission-oriented work, or they can do the educational tour and learn all about it from a Judeo-Christian perspective, rather right. than sort of the polished, uh, maybe a Jewish tour guide who really doesn't know the Lord Jesus like those who may want to go, like you and I. We have a love for the Lord Jesus. Yes. We want to go and read the full Bible. That's we right. want to see both covenants together and the full uh, you know, re- revelation of that and the Brita the Shah That's and right. go and read it together on location. I remember when you took us to the Garden of Gethsemane, we would just pray right yeah, there. We I were know. outside the Eastern Wall. We're praying outside Amen. it. And it, it came alive for yes, us. Yes. So you're doing tours throughout the year. And of course, we've got ours coming up in May. That's right. How, how do people get connected with you? If they want to say like right now, they're going, hey, I want our church to go to Israel. I want to be a part of that as sure. well. How do they get connected with you? Absolutely. They can email me. It's very easy. Daniel at holylandmissions.org. Um, that's, my, that's, my, that's my ministry email. They can contact me through there and, and just say, hey, I heard you on the radio. I want, no, I want more information. I can send out information to them and go over the calendar. Of course, what happened, things shut down this year. We're trusting the Lord to go back to Israel in 2021. I have a team coming in February out of Casper, Wyoming, a team coming of, in February 2021. So we're, we are geared. We are ready to get back. Um, our ministry, Holy Land Missions, we have six churches there right now. Some are underground churches, and some are regular-sized churches in, in Israel and the Palestinian territories. And we want people to come and see what the Lord is doing in this land. What I just shared about that private meeting of the temple and what uh, what's happening with Holy Land Missions ministry, you don't hear about that on CNN, Fox News, OAN. You just don't hear about this. So we kind of give you behind-the-scenes look of what the Lord is doing mm. 
behind and working, changing Muslims' lives as they're giving their lives to Jesus Christ through our underground churches and to have opportunities to share the gospel with Jewish people and just being that burning and shining. What a great privilege to not just walk where Jesus walked, but do what Jesus did. Amen. And that's pour out and share the kingdom of heaven and, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and they have new digs, all sorts of uh, archaeological expeditions going on across Israel constantly. You and I have joked that when they put a highway in Colorado, you got to go through all the bureaucracy just to say, which direction are we going? When you put a highway in Israel, it's you have to have all the archaeologists go ahead because right. everything, you dig down five inches, it's probably a thousand years old. Yeah. Uh, everything has to be done meticulously. And, and I know that you're planning to take our group through a lot of the new uh, sites that have been uncovered, even the very path, the pilgrim's path, That's right. right up to the temple mouth that Jesus Christ probably walked himself. I mean, yes. almost assuredly so, yes. and to the very locations in Capernaum and all throughout the land of Israel. I don't want anybody listening to this right now to, to have any fear about going to Israel. E- even for us, like I, I remember the first time we went, it was like 40 days out. I still didn't have a dime. Mm-hmm. And I kept praying and the Lord provided. It was amazing how he opened yes. doors. If you have a burden to go to Israel, I want you to connect with Daniel. Again, it's Daniel at holylandmissions.org. Yes. Holy Land Missions. And you can learn all about what's going on that it really could open your eyes to prophecy, what's yes. happening right now, learning all about Israel and having an opportunity to go on one of these once-in-a-lifetime kind of tours and missions opportunities. So, Daniel, thank you for coming My pleasure. back to Colorado, representing Holy Land Missions so well. Thank you. You are a gem, a treasure for the churches of America uh, because I, my heart, as you know, is that we get caught up in all of the advertisement mm-hmm. of go to Israel, go to Tel Aviv, do this, do that. And, and it's sort of that really glitzy, glamorous, sort of the, the polished tour. Right. Whereas you take us through the biblical text, I mean, step by step, let's read it. Let's study it for ourselves. I'm going to take you back over in this hillside, and we're just going to gather on this this field and imagine this as we look out over the Sea of Galilee. Right. And I just I love that it's authentic, it's real. You bring the truth. We love you. You've been a blessing to us all. We praise Thank God you. for you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to Engage in Truth. Again, if you want to get connected with Holy Land Missions, it's holylandmissions.org. Our special guest has been Daniel Collins. You can reach him at daniel at holylandmissions.org. I find it very fitting that we've been talking about the prophecies of Daniel, and your guy just happens to be a Daniel. I love how the Lord works. Again, I hope you've been blessed by this broadcast. Share it with your friends. Get the message out there. Let them know there are things going on in Israel right now that uh, may be just precursors to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's exciting times in which we live. If you've been encouraged by this broadcast and others, learn more about us at Engage in Truth. This is our ministry. It is a a program of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church, calvaryfountain.com. Services are at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Sundays. We'd love to see you there. God bless you, my friends. Take care.